Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Howard Strauss, founder of the Strauss Law Firm with over 41 years of legal experience. Howard, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you decide what inspired you to become a lawyer in the first place? Oh, uh, a, a man by the name of Horace Adams. And uh, believe it or not, the name of the town was Paw Paw, Michigan. And I lived in a little rural town uh, growing up in a farm. My parents passed away. So his law firm settled the estate. But the lawyer I was working with was a fairly young man in his 30s and uh, early 30s at that. And I kept on seeing someone who was quite a bit older. And of course, when you're in your early 20s, I guess everybody looks quite a bit older. Very true. In any event, he really looked quite a bit older. And after a while, I was there several times. I said, who is the man? I was inquisitive. He said, oh, that's Horace Adams. Uh, he's the founder of our firm. I says, my God, how old is he? He says, well, he's 93. Wow. And when, he, when he said that, I had to go talk to him. I just had to find out why was he still practicing law at 93 years old? And he was a delightful man. And he was very inspiring, actually. We talked for about 15, 20 minutes. And I started thinking, well, there must be something to this. Maybe I ought to look into law school. That's how. That's why I got started. That is absolutely incredible. And then um, how did you wind up in, tell us the area of specialization you're in and how did you end up there? Well, I focus mostly on real estate or matters associated with real estate. Um, there may be business people that are investors and they have a business. <clears throat> we may be doing business planning, but there's a lot of real estate. Um, at least the clients that I deal with that tend to have either one gigantically expensive piece of real estate or, or usually it's many because they're either developers or they're investors or both. And they, they, don't, they don't flip, they hold the property. Um, so that's the, that's the type of work I do mostly or elements of that. Sometimes we get uh, counsel from other states and we, uh, we act as local counsel for closings when there's businesses like that too. But our office, the big main areas would be real estate, almost anything connected with it, mostly commercial or matters associated with commercial. 
Um, we do do a residential. Most of that comes out of the estates. We settle estates. We do estate planning. Uh, and when you do estate planning, you almost by necessity do the set settling of that estate, or at least uh, uh, sometimes we do settling of estates we've never, never planned at all. Uh, actually, we do that quite frequently. Okay, and then a special thank you um, before we dive any further to Robert Lehman, financial advisor who connected us. Now, what are some of the most common mistakes people make when dealing with that area of law in their life that you're helping them solve or avoid? Well, they either sign something and then send it to me and ask me if it's okay, but of course by that time it's too late. Um, unless they haven't sent it off to the party that's uh, also involved. But that happens with great frequency. Uh, for some people, I don't know why to do it, but you know, once it's signed and they send me this contract and they say, well, would you close this out? And what do you think about it? And well, I can tell them, but I mean, there's, oh, well, well we better change this or we better change that. Well, it's too late. Um, and Sometimes the clients, most of the time, those are not made by, when you've got professional investors, guys that have been doing real estate investing, or they've been dealing with real estate for years, they don't do things like that. But you'll have someone who rarely does that, and they're very good at what they do, they just don't do that. So my best advice is, is to, it depends, of course, what you're doing, but if we're talking about the sale of a business, it needs to be, well, it depends. Of course, there's all, all kinds of ways to either sell the business or transfer it to a, maybe a family member or something like that, where it's going to be involved in a lot of estate planning. But that needs to be started way ahead of, gee, dad's real sick and I don't think he's going to make it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, and, I, and I don't mean days or weeks. I'm talking about years. If, if, if one is thinking about doing something with their business, of course, they should be thinking about that the moment that they start the business as to when are they going to end it and how are they going to end it and what's that going to look like. And I know that sounds pretty fanciful, but that, it's, it's really a good idea or at least have a rough idea of how that's going to be done. But when it comes time that they're going to transfer it to a family member or members or sell it, that conversation needs to be started about two years before they want to close, ideally never happens but ideally that's what they, they wait until two two weeks if i'm lucky and then we have to put it off because you just can't get it done in that period of time right that makes a lot of sense what are what are some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to what you do oh um people you know, will you when they use terminology like well you just got to you got to shuffle some papers and this is, this is some paperwork. That's sort of a code meaning, oh, there's just a few documents and it's no big deal. Well, maybe that, that could, that's conceivably possible. We have had businesses that were purchased in all cash and the negotiations were quite straightforward and routine. I, I wish for all my clients' sake that that was always the case, but actually that's the exception, not the rule. You can, there's a lot of components as an example, uh, the person has the business component, but they have employees. The staff, you got to keep the employees happy. When you're selling a, a going business, if all of a sudden, the, the, and this has happened to a couple of my clients when they were trying to do this just with a business broker, the, the, the employees got up and just left. Uh, he didn't have a business anymore. I mean, it was tough. He finally got some of them to come back, but you, you, that, that has to be handled very delicately or employees get very nervous. 
And, um, I, and it can be done. Of course, it's done all the time, but you, you have to be aware of that. Um, and the other time you just need, it, it doesn't take the, the mortgage, bro the, excuse me, the, the selling brokers will say, oh, this won't take long. And they're salespeople. They're trying to get a sale done. They get paid very handsomely, usually, when the thing closes. So it's to, to their interest to speed things up. So, uh, and whatever somebody does, one of the things that, in fact, the State Bar of Florida disallows it, but you'll have a so-called attorney, or not a so-called but an attorney, member of the bar, but they're a so-called draftsman only. They're just drafting documents and they're only doing it based on what the broker tells. Well, you might as well just have a secretary. I mean, it's just a waste of time because they, the lawyer, our legal system, and I'm sure you know this, has to represent one person. They certainly, it would be absolutely a disaster for a lawyer to represent more than one party, certainly in a transaction like that. But there are lawyers that try to do that. I think it's less and less, and it depends on what area of the country you're in. But in Florida, we don't see that too much anymore. But um, the, the seller should definitely have an attorney and, and a CPA, both. In fact, the CPA that they deal with all the time is the person. And a lot of times they keep that person out of the dark too, and they should not. You talk, I mean, you're handling business transactions and then obviously the real estate and the estate planning. What are some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs make when it comes to thinking about selling their business specifically? Well, they don't, the biggest mistake, looking at the 40,000 foot view would be they don't think about it and they wait to the last minute mm -hmm. and they naively, and I don't mean this bad as it sounds, but they're naive. They don't understand what's involved. Uh, even a fairly small business, say 20, 25 employees, been around 25, 30 years having a, a nice looking bottom line, but they own their own building as an example. Well, you know, big question right there. Just if this is merely an example, what are you going to do with that building? Are you going to keep it and rent it? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to get a broker? What, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and all these things have to be planned out. And, uh, and that's a component of the sale. Obviously, the business itself you know, how, figuring out the sale price, that's no easy item. And that shouldn't just be done with the, uh, the real estate uh, broker or the business broker. It should be done with that person's CPA who really knows that business. And if you're a businessman and you don't have a CPA, get a CPA. That They're makes... nice people. I have never in 46 years of practicing law met a bad CPA, ever. They're really good people and they're extremely helpful. And I'm glad that they'll talk with me because, you know, I learned from them and, and selling a business is really a team sport and, and that the CPA is a big player. What happens, what have you seen been the issues that have happened? Let's say the transaction is successful and the business actually sells. What have been some of the mistakes you've seen the business owners make on the other end after they've sold? Um, <laughs> Well, depending on what stage of life they're in, if they're not a serial entrepreneur where they build up, say they bought the business and they build it up and they're getting, those, those guys, they just go on to the next one. But if you're a person who's maybe built that business from scratch, now it's 30 years later and you've got somebody that's willing to pay you well into seven figures for it, uh, what are you going to do with that money 
you know, what are you going to do with that money? Uh, I, should you have an installment sale? These, this is where the CPA comes in. You know, what's the best way to efficiently deal with this in terms of taxes? Not to avoid tax, just, you know, I, it, it, there's been many court opinions that say that a taxpayer has almost a duty to himself or herself to pay as little tax as possible as long as it's lawful. So that's certainly a focus that has to be. But if you get a big bunch of money in all of a sudden, uh, most folks aren't used to having $2 million, $3 million, $4 million in their uh, accounts. And so you better get with your financial advisor well before that and figure that one out. You know, the, the person that you've been working with, hopefully for a long time, and you trust that individual. And the CPA would probably be part of that too. The lawyer can figure out, I'm not an investment advisor, I, 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 but I can figure out how to protect the money. And that's important. And uh, because there's all kinds of people out there that want to take your money. Amen to that. Now you've achieved quite a bit of recognition in your field. Um, you've been listed as one of Tampa Bay's top lawyers for the past 15 years. You've been named a super lawyer by your peers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I think eight different times. Um, what do you think accounts for that? <laughs> you know, I am a little surprised by that because I didn't even think I'd be able to get into law school, let alone college. So um, I, I don't know. I guess I just work at it. I do. And I know this, this is going to sound corny, I suppose, but I really like what I'm doing. And I particularly like real estate. Uh, or things associated with real estate. And for some, even when I was a young guy, before I even went to, or when I was in undergrad school, I just got, so I kind of liked real estate and the things associated with it. And I've just carried that through, uh, even in undergraduate school, I took some courses in real estate, certainly in law school, but I started in a rural law firm in Michigan and we did a lot of real estate. And that's all I've ever done the entire time I've been an attorney. I even worked for a real estate developer a uh, very well-known one in this area uh, for four years. And that was kind of like going to grad school for four years and getting paid nicely for it. And uh, so I guess that all that counts up after a while, but I never really paid much attention to it until one day my sister walks out when she has a super lawyers magazine in her hand and she says, you should be listed in this. And so she's looking through it and she looks down and she looks up and she says, you are. And I didn't even know, I didn't even know what the heck super lawyers was. So uh, they're a pretty honest organization. I think they don't label you as such just because you bought an ad in there. It's Reuters is the company I think that's behind it. All right. So now, I, I hope I answered your question. I'm rambling on about that. It's hard to talk about yourself. I don't know. I, I just like what I do. And I, hopefully that it comes across and I try to do, uh, because I, I started business from scratch twice and both were successful. One was in Michigan and when I left, it was a successful law practice. Now, uh, the, the two lawyers, one is retired now, the other's passed away. So in any event, uh, I can empathize with my business clients, particularly those that started a business from scratch. I really understand what they've gone through and what at times there's what we're all doing now. Try to hire somebody today. It ain't easy. It's tough. Amen to that. You would think with all the people saying, hey, where are the jobs? You think, hey, the jobs are there. It's, they're not oh. the right people are showing up. 
I'm begging. I'm, I'm looking. I've looked at so many. So I've looked sources. I didn't know there were sources to look at to, to find people. And I can't find someone that has some experience in real estate regarding title insurance. If you're out there, I'd love to hire you. So, All right. Well, we'll let everybody <laughs> know that your, your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Uh, oh, the people interaction, you know, this stuff. I mean, this is, this is the uh, ice, this is the frosting on the cake, but I like interacting with people, getting to know what makes them tick, learning from them. In many cases, I've got some pretty sharp, smart, intelligent clients, and they've taught me a lot over the years. So that's, I, I kind of like that. I like to learn. That's why I continue to practice law. I'm definitely afraid of stopping the practice. I've seen too many of my lawyer friends who have stopped practicing and then they die six months later. And I decided I, I don't like that plan. So I'm just <laughs> going to continue to practice law. So. That, that, that is a good plan. Um, how are clients finding you? Oh, gosh. You know, that's I, I, it, it's a, it's amazing. You can be advertising like crazy in, in a blog or, or, or doing things with videos and say you're doing it and focusing on real estate, and I'm getting business in and estate planning and business planning. So I'm focusing on that one day, and I get the business in from real estate. I've never understood that, but at its exposure, we do have a website, and we we are on multiple websites, the uh, big portals like uh, Lawyers.com and Martindale Hubble and, um, and others that rate lawyers, and they have Avo is another one. Um, but we also do, or I do, mostly public speaking. Um, don't do too many things like this. Um, but over the last year or so, I've done a couple. And um, actually, I kind of like this. This is nice, you know. So, um, I, and then on your podcast, I want to thank you very much for the invitation. It's, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with, with you and then anybody else that wants to listen to this. Um, you know, it's a, it's a privilege really to do this type of stuff. Well, we appreciate your time. Quick legal disclaimer, you are in the state of Florida. So everything yes. you've talked about, I haven't asked too many specific legal questions, but seek counsel licensed in the state where you are if you're not in Florida and you're watching or listening to this. Um, we greatly appreciate your time. Special thank you again to Robert Lehman, financial advisor, for introducing us. Um, Howard, what is the best place for our folks to find you and learn more? You've got a ton of amazing resources available. Well, uh, our website is strasslaw.com, S-T-R-O-S-S-L-A-W. Um, and of course, you can always send me an email. That's, it's easy to remember. My first initial is H, you know, Howard, and it's Strauss at strasslaw.com. And um, it's, you know, the, one of the best piece of advice I could get is just don't choose a lawyer because your brother-in-law uh, uh, Harry told you it was a good idea, unless of course Harry's a lawyer and or a CPA or something, or maybe you know financial advisor that's worked with that person. Be careful. You want to ask the lawyer how many of these deals have you done before? You know what's your background? You know this is not for everybody uh, to do. It's because it, there's a lot of wheels, there's a lot of moving parts when you're selling a business, and it can be. It, 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 it can be intense. It's kind of like, um, it's like the, when I was in the Navy, it's hurry up and wait all the time. You know, you have putting out little crises here and there, but, uh, but it is well worth it. And uh, it's thrilling to see one of these clothes because the look on the person's face is the seller I'm talking about, of course, is well, actually the, the buyers too. Uh, it's really amazing. They just are thrilled that this is done and they've actually consummated something they just thought was a, a dream 
uh, maybe only a few short months ago. So I get a big kick out of that. All right, absolutely. Well, this has been Seth Green here with Howard Strauss from StraussLaw.com. Howard, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Thank you, Seth. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>